Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Quo Serca, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Quo Serca, and today I'm joined by Jörg Hartmann, MD of Konica Minolta, Germany and Austria. Today we'll be discussing sustainability, security, AI and some other trends um, that we're seeing in the print industry and predictions for 2024. So welcome to the show, Jörg. It's great to have you here today. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. And uh, it's great to great to be with you. Yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward to our discussion. So, if we could start, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, your career history, and your role at Conic Minolta today. Yeah. So, as you already stated, um, I'm MD for Germany and Austria um, at Conic Minolta. I'm also carrying a, a second role, uh, which is uh, representing Europe um, as corporate VP in our headquarters in in Japan. Um, and um, yeah, before joining Konica Minolta, which was about five years ago, um, yeah, I actually grew up in the IT industry, yeah, so spending time with Fujitsu as well as with HP. And um, this is actually also what one of my main purposes is right now, really to run this transformation, yeah, so in adding additional um, services and, uh, and running some, some digital activities inside Konica Minolta. And I think some of it we are going to touch later during our conversation. Yeah, that's great. So as I mentioned, um, we're going to be talking about a couple of areas, so primarily sustainability and security, but also um, hearing about emerging trends like AI. So firstly, on sustainability, um, could you share what Conic Minolta is doing in this space? I know it's a very um, complex area in terms of what Conic Minolta is doing internally, but also how it's helping its customers. So it'd be great if you could share um, what Conic Minolta is doing at the moment. Yeah, exactly. As you said, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a wide, wide range uh, covering internal and external activity. So maybe let's start with some of the general and, and external stuff. Yeah? So I think one of the one of the key statements um, is that we as a company um, are really planning to be uh, net zero in 2050, which um, yeah, we are not alone, which a lot of companies made this, made this statement. Still some time to go. And um, I think on top of some of the small steps we are currently doing. Um, so in this time frame to come, yeah, we have really some bigger steps and maybe even some disruptive stuff uh, to, to happen to really achieve this because it's a it's a challenging goal. Yeah. So until then, we also need to look into using circular components or circular material. Um, and uh, some of it is also pretty down to technical stuff. Yeah. So I mean, when you look into the, the print technology, if we could lower the temperature for the fixing unit, yeah, so it would dramatically reduce power consumption and less power consumption means as well, yeah, so less uh, CO2. And this, yeah, there's a lot of baby steps um, right now that are, that are happening, right? The, the other topic is really looking into how we can optimize the, the standard service delivery in terms of toner. So we are doing also so-called clean planet program uh, where we are recycling toner bottles, doing some refill. So therefore it's not only the machines, but also um, on how we can run the, um, the operations. And, uh, and also when we look into yeah, what I mentioned as internal, I mean, it's about using green energy, but it's also to, for example, put um, electro or yeah, vehicles in the, in the car fleet um, and not using hybrid engines, but really electrical uh, engine. So it's a wide, wide range. Yeah. And you mentioned there about the actual um, MFPs um, in terms of 
their sustainability credentials and um, using recycled materials and energy efficiency. Are you seeing that your customers are increasingly demanding those types of capabilities? Are you seeing it more in RFPs? Um, it'd be interesting just to understand, you know, particularly if there's any particular industry sectors that um, have sustainability higher on the agenda. And it's actually quite general, yeah. And uh, and I mean, looking into some of the European directives, yeah, it's also it's also required. Yeah, so on one hand side, we are as a company, we are required um, to deliver um, those so-called CSRD reportings, but um, our customers are as well. Um, so therefore, in in the RFPs and in in questions around sourcing, um, this is this is ranking very very high. Yeah. So it's also about the whole the whole supply chain, which gives a lot more importance. Yeah? So therefore, when we're answering RFPs today, um, looking into the, the tech specs of the, um, of the systems, yeah, um, nearly is the same level of importance or is ranked as the same level of importance than everything um, around topics than sustainability, um, circular economy and all of this. So it's really raising in importance. Yeah, that's definitely what we're seeing in, uh, we've just published today actually our sustainability trends report and we're seeing that it's definitely higher on the agenda that more organisations are starting to look at the print environment in terms of um, potentially how they can reduce environmental impact through um, reducing paper usage and reducing print volume. So, so in relation to that, um, can you share anything in terms of what you've seen in terms of print volume recovery since the pandemic? And if you're seeing a sort of ongoing decline in print volumes or whether you're seeing some sectors are starting to recover and perhaps being yeah. back to pre-COVID levels? On your question on the on the print, uh, print volumes, um, what we are typically uh, doing internally, we are using um, pre-COVID like uh, 2019 a bit as the as the reference, yeah, and uh, and when you take the print volumes in 2019, um, we've seen a big dip in 2020, yeah, so when all the lockdowns did happen, and um, we've seen now a bit of recovery, but this sh still shows about, let's say, a five percent decline compared to what we had um, before before COVID, yeah? so like before the the 2019 um, situation, and. Um, as you completely rightly pointing out, is uh, the five percent is something which is a general, it's a general um, let's say decline in volumes. But uh, but industries have been completely different. So we've seen actually in verticals like like public, like logistics, like healthcare, um, even an increase um, where we had uh, in topics like finance, um, automotive, and uh, some of the insurance companies. Um, even a higher a higher decline, and I think this is something we will also see going going forward. Yeah, um, that there will be clearly clearly splits yeah, on the sprint volumes because the level of digitalization in those industries is completely different. Okay, so in terms of your customers that are accelerating their digitization initiatives, are you seeing that more of your customers are focusing on driving deeper understanding of digitization in their MPS engagements? And is that something you're encompassing into your offering? Um, I mean, the, the, managed, the managed print services um, are actually a really, really good starting point um, for any digitalization project, yeah, because What's typically always part of the of the MPS service is uh, that we help our customers to optimize the print environment by detailed analytics. Yeah, so what is printed? Um, 
on on which machine, yeah, what's the trend, and, and all of this, yeah. And this is typically a very very good starting point. And uh, another cool indicator is um, looking at scan volumes, as an example. And uh, when you find areas where scan volumes getting bigger or maybe even bigger than what is printed or, or copied, it always is a small indication of that there is something cooking. Yeah, and uh, and taking this as a starting point. Helps to helps to analyze, and and those projects might be in the beginning small, might be very focused. Yeah, so it could be something which is pretty common. Yeah, everything to look into invoicing, but we can also look into things like uh, customer complaints um, and a lot of other activities where the MFP and this digital process um, could be either a starting point um, or even an end point. Yeah, and uh, and that's exactly the work we are we are doing, but it's always taking what we know from the MPS part to take this forward, to take this data forward um, into digitalization projects. Yeah, absolutely. And I think data is a real opportunity for differentiation in, in the MPS market in terms of uncovering opportunities for digital transformation. And I'm curious in terms of how you use that data, because I, I know that um, Conor Camilta has quite in-depth analytics and assessment capabilities. Does your channel use that as well in the SMB space or is it something that's more of a direct offering? Um, partially they use it as well, partially it's shared, but sometimes even the channel has its own its own offerings. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, honestly speaking, this is also one of the development areas um, where this is something we might leverage in a broader range with our with our partners. And then coming on to security, because you know I think cybersecurity is clearly top of mind for most businesses today. And um, we did some research earlier this year around print-related data breaches and just the security incidents increasing. And I'm just interested to know what you're seeing in, in that space and how Conica Minolta is helping its customers better protect its their print environment. Um, it's a very important topic you are raising, and uh, and I think in a lot of areas today it's a bit um, it's a bit underplayed, right? Um, because sometimes still um, there's the thinking, well, printers are those devices which are connected via USB and they're just printing. And the reality today is different. So when you look into um, the big MFP devices, yeah, so. Um, it's also like on, on our devices, it's a bit like, yeah, let's call it a bit like a tablet, you know, even like a smartphone. Um, so we use Marketplace so you can install apps on it and, uh, and therefore it becomes a real device as part of the IT infrastructure. And um, when you look into the, um, yeah, the digitalization activities we were talking about and if this gets an integrated part into the processes, user credentials have to be used on those devices as well. Yeah? So for example, to get into the, the Microsoft um, Azure AD or into, into others. So it's an integral part of the IT infrastructure and therefore it deserves the same yeah, attention and the same caring like, like you use on your notebook, smartphone, uh, tablet. Yeah? So, and this is something where really the security offering um, for for the print infrastructure needs to be integrated into the full IT security. And this is exactly where uh, we are putting our offerings or where we are having exactly those discussions uh, with our customers. Yeah? So typically underplayed and definitely needs a lot more attention. Yes. Yeah, so in terms of MPS and managed IT convergence, we are seeing that more customers are looking for a single supplier for both managed print and managed IT 
In terms of what Conica and Minolta are doing in that space, um, I know you've made acquisitions um, around managed IT services. Are you seeing that customers are coming to Conica and Minolta for single services across both managed IT and managed print? Uh, it depends. Most of the cases, it's really it's really split. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, we acquired um, a company um, yeah, nearly ten years ago, and um, and this is uh, this is now driven. In, yeah, in two in two aspects. Yeah. So from an IT service perspective, um, yeah, looking into the German market, uh, we are we are driving um, this as uh, infrastructure managed service as one aspect, and um, the other aspect is much more in terms of um, yeah, software services around ERP around CRM, and um, the security part. Even though it has been run in the past as a dedicated um, kind of service or as a dedicated team. Um, in the meantime, we've integrated this into the managed infrastructure um, business because it's definitely an integrated, an integrated element of that. And uh, so we find customers uh, that use this service from us um, and where we have a combined service, but we have others where we are in very close discussions um, with those kind of security providers to ensure, for example, that firmware updates can be done or what the security status of our devices is. Yeah, because we've been looking very closely at this convergence between MPS and managed IP services. And I think it's been successful in some areas and not in others. And I think from a customer point of view, it's understanding the um, capabilities of the, the MPS provided to deliver IT services or vice versa. And I think it's all down to partnerships. And you sort of mentioned about security services partnerships there. I think that's quite critical to success in, in that space. So yeah, it's interesting to, to hear that you are working with customers there. Um, and I wanted to move on to artificial intelligence. So, you know, obviously it's um, a lot of hype around AI and don't have the time to go into it in a lot of detail. But in terms of um, Conica Minolta using AI as an emerging technology from a product perspective and perhaps how you're using it um, internally, but also with customers, it'd be really interesting to get um, your, your views on AI. And, you know, there's lots of risks and opportunities and how Conica Minolta is addressing it. To be honest, for some of it, yeah, in, in our industry, it already has been there. Yeah, it's it's not just uh, let's say articulated maybe in that way, um, because when you think of uh, classical OCR functions, um, it's it's exactly yeah this kind of document recognition yeah so which has been there for quite a while, but this is getting a lot more intelligent uh, now yeah so when it comes to analyzing invoices yeah so this goes a bit back exactly to what we discussed in terms of the digitalization yeah so um, there's a couple of projects and, and solutions we are developing on our own yeah for example based on on the Azure AI technology uh, which is important to us being also a Microsoft gold partner where also this link comes into the to the IT um, infrastructure topics um, and um, there's there's a lot more to come in this digitalization processes. On the other hand, we are making um, big use of AI um, from some of the internal services of our customer services. Yeah? So, for example, we um, launched a couple of months ago um, a voice bot that is uh, taking orders for consumables from our customers. Yeah? So now we can really extend the range of being reached. Yeah? So. And, uh, and this voice port is then connected to our SAP system, meaning it's putting directly the orders yeah, into our system and then customers will get uh, toner shipments. And, uh, and this is working actually 
really, really good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I was quite impressed about the first results. And um, for sure, we are also using classic AI to analyze our machine data. Yeah, so and uh, I mean, there's also those those buzzwords like um, predictive maintenance. Um, it's something that can be used yeah, for customers that have multiple devices yeah, in one location to optimize. But if you have, let's say, a lot of customers with single devices, it doesn't make a lot of sense. In some areas, it, it makes sense, but it definitely delivers uh, much more data insights and gives us uh, predictions in terms of product quality and, uh, and other stuff. So on one hand, big buzzwords, yeah, big future to come, but we've already been there, at least in some areas already. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really you know, true in terms of AI being used, as you say, for predictive maintenance and analytics and um, supporting consumables and supplies in advance. And it sounds like you're taking that technology um, further as well. So definitely be interested to follow follow that. And you know, I think from a customer service perspective, we're already seeing how AI is being applied. So I think the industry is already, like you say, using it already, but there's still more opportunities which we're yet to see. So um, yeah, definitely watch this space. Um, so in terms of, you've, you've touched on a bit, you know, what Konica Minolta is planning to do in the AI space. Um, what's next for Konica Minolta in terms of its strategy? Is there anything in particular it's looking at in terms of product development, service offerings? Um, you know, obviously we touched on sustainability and security, but um, for 2024, is there anything in particular that you'll be focusing on? Yeah, and in, in that sense, and even though we briefly touched on this, but I wanted to mention two specific topics. Yeah? So it's really, um, like, like we said, so the managed print services are going to involve much more into real managed services, including um, IT infrastructure and, uh, and security, um, because this is something uh, is really required from a customer perspective. On the other hand, it's also something from our side where we are demanding to get all devices connected as uh, yeah, as industrial IoT devices to the internet because it gives us this capability of using data, but as well yeah, in, in delivering much, much higher share of remote support. Yeah? And for example, to ensure automatic updates, firmware updates to keep security um, at, at latest at latest stage. Yeah? So, but also to really optimize, as I said, the service part. So that's a, that's a big one. Yeah? Um, and to move to move that forward. Um, the second topic um, is, and we also briefly touched on this, is but to raise customer services, or can say customer self-service. Yeah, um, and um, we've done a lot of work on our e-commerce portal, um, where actually when we come to the service level um, agreements, that those things can be reported easily or monitored easily. Yeah, or even some of the requests or service requests can be done by customer self-service, um, and it's actually to really optimize the interface. Uh, to the customer and to keep data quality um, quite high. And uh, it makes it a lot easier, for example, also for our customers to review where we are yeah, in terms of quality of delivery, uh, what the status is. They can even monitor the print volumes on their own if they want contract status, um, status of the service tickets, um, status of consumable deliverables. Yeah? So we want to get with this customer self-service to a much more transparent level on what we are delivering, yeah. So those are when you just talk in the in this time frame of uh, 2024, the two major topics for us. 
Yeah, so um, based on the fact that print volumes are declining and I think the industry has to consider how to offset those print volume declines with perhaps a move into digital solutions or scan and capture solutions. What are your views on how the industry can address that and you know, what is Conic Minolta planning in that, in that area? Um, yeah, very good question, but it's a very dangerous one. Yeah, um, And the reason I marked it as a dangerous one because on top level, you might see this being offset. Um, but managing the two is a, two completely different businesses which need different attention. Yeah? So meaning when print volumes go down, I mean, you need less consumables, yeah? potentially uh, field service is going to change. Yeah? Um, it's a different margin business. Yeah? So it's about actually managing a business down in a proper way. At the same time, and there you need different talent, different people, and it's also completely different in terms of implementing it. Um, the solution business requires exactly this IT knowledge, um, solution knowledge, it's a lot more professional service. So it's about building up um, a new business. Yeah? So therefore, from a top level, you can look at it offsetting it, um, but in real life, it's managing one business down and one business up, and this requires two completely different skill sets. Yeah, I think that's really interesting in terms of the different talent that's required to um, address the, the new digital solutions businesses and so on. And yeah, that's a really good point that it demands a different organisational structure as well. Um, I'm curious because we're in kind of predictions season at the moment for 2024 as well. Is there any one particular trend that you think will be key to the, the print industry in 2024? Um, depends really on the market size, yeah. So or let's say on the on the on the customer, sorry, on the market size, customer size. It's exactly like you said. So for the big customers, it's the service delivery. It's that the talks we are having right now are much more about the service delivery or the managed services than the hardware. This is something which will be clearly driven in in that uh, in that segment. Um, and um, and when we look into um, other areas, it's going to be a bit of yeah, let's say working from home. Um, support and uh, and even uh, a stronger shift in the direction of A4. Yeah. No, that's great. You know, I think it'd be 2024 will be a really interesting year in terms of seeing how the return to the office really plays out. I think this year has been quite mixed in terms of, you know, whether organisations are been mandating return to the office policies. And that obviously always has a key impact on, on print volumes and how user behavior is changing. So I think, yeah, next year will be key to seeing how the office kind of reinvents itself and is still relevant to um, the hybrid workplace today. But I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. It's great to get an update from Conic Minolta because we haven't had um, a discussion with Conic Minolta for some time on, on the podcast. So I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah. And uh... Yeah, it was great talking to you and uh, yeah, hopefully we will yeah, meet them together soon yeah, for some of the updates and see if our predictions for 2024 came true. So thank you for joining today's episode of In the Spotlight with Quocerca. For more information, please visit quocerca.com and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. <laughs>